Hi, everyone. You're listening to the 62nd episode of Hipster Baseball Podcast, HBP. I'm Dorian, and on today's podcast, we go on a shadowy flight into the dangerous world of a man who does not exist. Watch Florida man's new hiring practices. Remind you that it's okay to ask for help. And we try to start two families. But to but before, before we do all that, we're going to start, as always, with a delicious drink, an alcoholic one of that as well. In my hand, I'm holding a beer called Gold Digger, kind of like the, the Kanye West song. It's a Belgian triple, and we talked about what Belgian quadruple, triple, uno, dos, tres, cuatro, in a few episodes ago about the differences in the strength of the Belgian beer. So this is a Gold Digger, Belgian triple, 32-ounce crowler, and it's from a good American brewery called Gaston Brewing Company in Fayetteville, North Carolina. In Fayetteville, that's the home of the Fayetteville Woodpeckers, and that is the low, the low A minor league team of the Houston Astros. The Woodpeckers, their logo is basically a roided-up woodpecker who looks like he took a bite out of the baseball bat after sticking too much steroid syringes in his butt cheeks, but whatever, they, uh, they're actually a pretty good team. I think they won the minor league, the low a minor league championship uh, back in 2018. So cheers to the Fayetteville woodpeckers and their roided up woodpecker, but Fayetteville is not known for that minor league team. Fayetteville, Fayetteville is known as soldier city. Thank you for your service. Fayetteville is home to the U S army special operations command. The headquarters is obviously in Fayetteville, North Carolina. And now we're not going to go over all the famous men who have been special forces, Green Berets, Rangers, etc. I want to go over some fictional people who are are, uh, special operators for the U.S. Army. The first person that came to my mind, um, uh, a man by the name of John Rambo. Adrian! That's the wrong movie. Adrian is from the boxing movie. Rocky, <laughs> but John Rambo played by Sylvester Stallone in all the 5 million movies that he's made about Rambo. He is a special forces Vietnam veteran and he's psychologically damaged. He's, you know, always out for revenge. So John Rambo is the first special operations, special forces veteran that I remember someone else who I'm actually, I, I only kind of know this is uh, Nick Fury for any of you who are fans of the Marvel universe. I'm really not into any of that comic stuff, but maybe you are. So remember, Nick Fury was in Special Forces, as was Deadpool, also from the Marvel universe. But the thing about Deadpool is he was kicked out of the Special of Special Forces, so that probably means he was dishonorably discharged, which is not a good thing. Next, Michael Long, who is the danger is the man from the dangerous world who does not exist. Michael Long later became Michael Knight from the amazing 1980s TV series and one of my personal favorites, Knight Rider. Michael Long, also a Vietnam veteran. And finally, we all know this guy, Principal Seymour Skinner from the never-ending amazing show, The Simpsons. Principal Skinner was a Vietnam veteran, and he tries to instill military discipline into that school, but uh, Bart Simpson and all of his all of his homies do not allow that to happen. So, cheers! I'm gonna have another drink. 
from this delicious gold digger from Gaston Brewing Company in Fayetteville, North Carolina, home of Special Operations Command. And HBP also has a home. Actually, we have two homes because we're on social media. Our Twitter handle is at HBP4040. And our Instagram account is Hipster Baseball Podcast. Give us a follow if you want. If not, don't. Not a big deal. Just listen. Today, I want to talk about what I had said a few weeks ago in our previous episode. The New York Yankees hired the first female manager in baseball history. History, history, history. It's pretty incredible. Back on the 11th of January, the Yankees announced that Rachel Balkovich would be their would be the the manager of the minor league single A affiliate the Tampa uh, the Tampa Tarpons for the upcoming 2022 season obviously now we're basically in the middle of february as you, you know you can always get the the latest breaking news here on HBP here we are telling you about something that happened a month ago <laughs> it doesn't matter it's i'm sharing this with you because it, it matters the Tampa Tarpons actually play at George M. Steinbrenner Field. I've been there. It is one of the nicest minor league baseball stadiums I've been in. It's modeled after Yankee Stadium in the Bronx. They have those famous white arches out there. And it's pretty funny to see those, those iconic white arches of Yankee Stadium in Tampa with the backdrop of palm trees. <laughs> it's all, and, and the sunset, watching the sunset is amazing from that, uh, that stadium. But... Anyways, forget about my personal experiences at George M. Steinbrenner Field watching the Tampa Tarpons. Why does this matter? Because Rachel Balkovich is the first female manager in baseball history. Well, I already said that. As the Spice Girls would say, girl power. I don't, I don't really remember any of the Spice Girls songs, but you know what I'm talking about. Now, before this assignment of be, being the first female manager in, in organized baseball, uh, Balkovich was in the Yankees organization for two seasons. She was the strength and conditioning coach for the St. Louis Cardinals and the Houston Astros organization. So she's been around or organized baseball, uh, professional baseball, excuse me, for a good while now. And this is a great assignment because not only is she managing a professional team, the New York Yankees, as we all know, are the, the big bad Yankees when it comes to sucking up all of the attention. So anything the Yankees do is big news. So the, it, this still would have been big news if Rachel had been hired by the Seattle Mariners or the Texas Rangers, but it's even bigger because she's part of the New York Yankees uh, organization. And in an interview, Balkovich said, quote, the negativity, it's hilarious to me because this is the American dream, end quote. You know, go you. At the end of the day, people, especially in sports, you're Judge, you're determined, you're given a contract extension, you're fired for the results, whether you're a basketball coach, football coach, baseball manager, etc. Hold on, the, the gold digger is calling me. Give me one second. Very, very good. So not only does Balco uh, Rachel Balkovich have a lot of responsibilities as the new manager of the Tampa Tarpons, not only are little girls going to look up to her, but... Part of the weight of her responsibility is she needs to help develop the Yankees stud 18 year old teenage prospect by the name of Jason Dominguez. His nickname is the Martian. No, he's not related to Matt. What's that guy from the movie? The, the Martian Matt. Um, why, why am I blanking on Matt's name? Um, 
dude, come on. Somebody help me out here. Um, Matt Damon, goodness, freaking. Anyways, he's not he's not Matt Damon. <laughs> that made no sense. So Jason Dominguez, he is one of the top pro- young prospects in baseball. He still hasn't made it up, obviously, to play with the Yankees. Last year, he played with the Tampa Tarpons. And Balkovich is one of her job. One of her jobs is to make sure this guy, Jason Dominguez, continues to develop to graduate from Tampa to double A and then to triple A. And then obviously uh, up to the Yankees, uh, up to the New York Yankees. I mean, she, she's, she needs to get this. She needs to help this young man out. Uh, Jason Dominguez, he's from Valverde province, Dominican Republic. Of course he's Dominican. They're the best baseball players. And interesting thing, uh, what I like about, uh, one of the things I like about Dominguez is this past off season, he was taking English lessons because again, he knows he needs to adapt and it shows signs of maturity that he's really serious about communicating, not only with his fellow baseball players, when he goes from a, from single A to double A to triple A up to the to the majors, but also to communicate with his coaches and fans and the media. So I, I, I like that impetus from Jason Dominguez of taking his language courses seriously as well as his baseball career. And again, Balkovich is going to have to do a lot about that. I don't know if Balkovich speaks Spanish, but of course I'm sure I'm hundred percent sure the Yankees have translators. So she'll be communicating with Jason Dominguez as well as helping him develop as a, to help him fully realize his potential as a baseball player. Sorry about that. It was gold digger time again. And in the same interview, uh, Balkovich said, quote, I want to be a visible idea for young women. I want to be a visible idea for dads that have daughters. I want to be out there, end quote. And there's a good movement of not only hiring minorities, people from different backgrounds in baseball. It's a very small, I don't want to call it a movement, but there's, there's green shoots of this because besides Rachel Balkovich, there's also Kim Ng who last in, I'm not last year, Kim Nung, Ning, I'm sorry, was named the general manager of the Miami Marlins during the 2020 season. And Kim was also heavily involved with the New York Yankees for a, a long time. So Maybe the New York Yankees are creating some kind of secret sauce when they're looking for talent, no matter what your background or gender is. It'll we'll wait and see. So I definitely look forward to go see a couple of Tampa Tarpons games to see how Jason Dominguez is doing and also how Rachel Balkovich has her Tampa Tarpons playing in the 2022 season. So my question to you is, have you ever been the first to do anything? Were you, when I think of things like that, the first to do what? It's almost like reading the Guinness Book of World Record. Who was the first Egyptian to eat green jello? Who was the first Canadian to skydive? Who was the first caveman to draw another caveman? Is that what I look like, man? A stick figure? I can't see my face, but I feel a beard and bushiness all over my body. I know I don't look like a stick figure. I don't know how that cave conversation went. But there was one caveman who decided, or cave woman, cave woman, who decided, I'm going to try to draw the people around me. Anyways, I don't know. In my mind, that was a lot funnier than, than it actually came out. But anyways, think about, do you want to be the first to do something? I don't know. But 
when you want to do something first in sports, you need your sports equipment. And that's where a show sponsor comes in. The Sports Authority. Everyday low prices mean you never have to wait for a sale. Spring is around the corner. Find everything from sports bras to zip lining cords. All your sporting needs at the lowest everyday prices. Sports Authority. Big selection, low prices. Cheers to Sports Authority. And you know what? I actually have to go and buy new running shoes. So I'll probably head over to Sports Authority after I finish recording this podcast and use the $13 voucher they sent me. So why not, right? (laughs) Going from Sports Authority, equipment, Tampa, we're going to stay in the Tampa area. And we're going to our next segment called Unsolicited Advice. This is a little bit more serious, people, because this is about suicide prevention. Back on the 10th of January, uh, Jean Ramirez, who was a Tampa Bay Rays bullpen catcher, took his own life in his home of Fort Worth, Texas. Ramirez, he was only 28 years old, and he was from Bayamon, Puerto Rico. Obviously, taking your life that. We, we, I am not a psychologist. I'm not a psychiatrist. I don't know what it would take to be in that mental state, but this is a very serious thing. You see someone taking their life or uh, in, in all walks of life, whether it's the military, whether it's law enforcement, whether it's pressures from however, how, whatever pressures that we feel. It's unbelievably sad. And completely tragic that a young 28 year old man uh, had to do this. Uh, Obviously this is not, um, there are no, there are no jokes in this segment. This is serious and uh, very heavy, but the family after John Ramirez passed away, they said, quote, the loss of our son has been the most excruciating experience we have lived. Unfortunately, we sometimes don't see the signs struggling in silence is not okay. It is our commitment to honor our son's life by helping other families. No parent should have to endure the loss of their child, end quote. What I'm sharing with you is if you have these thoughts, if you know of someone that have these thoughts, reach out. It's okay to talk to someone. And sometimes a conversation isn't good enough. And there's also help. It's not just us as an individual, as a caring friend, caring family member, but it's also professionals who are trained in suicide prevention. Uh, There's a hotline that you're more than welcome to write down that I'd love to share with you. The prevention hotline is 1-800-273-8255. That's 1-800-273-8255. You can easily call that up in any time. They're open 24 hours a day. There's also a website called, it's the suicidepreventionlifeline.org. Again, that website is suicidepreventionlifeline.org. All one word, obviously, but, but after the before the .org. So again, rest in peace uh, to uh, John Ramirez and his family. And uh, again, we sometimes we need help, and sometimes we need to give help. So do not be afraid to ask for help. That being said. This is basically like an all Florida podcast because we are going to stay in Florida for our next segment, which is one that I haven't brought back in a while. 
I'm sorry, one that I haven't gone over in a while. Grow a beard and go into hiding. And this episode's, I'm telling that to Stu Sternberg, the owner of the Tampa Bay Rays, because Stu has been wanting to move the Tampa Bay Rays to Montreal, Mont- Montreal, what am I, <laughs> what I can't pronounce, to Montreal, 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 as they say in French. But he wanted to do it very, very kooky. He wanted, he wants the Rays to play half of their home games in Tampa and the other half up in the province of Quebec in Canada, a completely different country in Montreal. He and his team have been working on this air quotes idea for two and a half years. Numbskull. During this exact time that he's been trying to move them from the race, because don't tell me that he, even if he would be successful of, of his crazy ill, ill-advised logistical nightmare of having two home cities, in this time, over the past two and a half years, the Rays have been to the World Series in 2020. The Rays have won two straight American League division titles in 2020 and 2021. And the Rays have been in three consecutive playoffs in 2019 season, the 2020 season, and the 2021 season. So as this man who owns the Tampa Bay Rays is actively trying to sabotage the team, the fan base in the Tampa Bay area, the Rays have been one of the monsters of baseball and i'm so outraged that i'm gonna drink a little bit more of this gold digger so hold on give me one minute give me one second not a minute and the frustrating thing is that he actually believes he's doing the right thing mr Stu sternberg he said quote i've said since i've owned the team for 17 years that our goal has been to keep it here here being the franchise for generations and generations. We have tried in the past to build in St. Petersburg. We've tried to build full seasons in Tampa as well. So the idea that it wouldn't work completely is not necessarily the way we approach, the way our approach has been, end quote. Basically what Stu Sternberg and his team have been trying to propose to Major League Baseball is this thing called a sister city plan. And those of you who are in city planning, urban planning, um, if you work for your local county or your local city in a municipal municipal government, there are such things in the world called sister cities. So every city, not every city, but a lot of cities have an agreement with, I don't know, St. Petersburg, Florida has an agreement with uh, Shanghai, China has an agreement with, who knows, Accra, uh, in Accra. And so his, again, his idea was let's play in Tampa, let's play in Montreal. I, this is, again, it's ridiculous. The problem, the problem is that Stu Sternberg is always complaining. We don't have fans that come out to the game in Tampa and he's correct. He is not wrong, but I'm going to let's peel back that layer a little bit where the Rays play in Tropicana stadium is in St. Petersburg which is outside of Tampa, which is outside of the business districts. It's, it's more heavily populated. If you haven't been to St. Petersburg in Florida, it's beautiful. It's like an artistic town. It's a beach town. And not to be a homer, but the best beaches in the continental U.S. are on the west coast of Florida. 
They are sugary white, super soft, and the water is absolutely beautiful. It's all the water from the Gulf of Mexico. Basically, the water that BP tried to destroy and pollute, you know, in their disaster back in 2010, 2011, whatever. Jokes. It's just jokes. I, we don't need we don't need to go into litigation, BP. I was joking. So Tropicana Stadium is one of the, if not one of the ugliest stadiums in Major League Baseball. It is domed. You have to. It's smart. It's domed because it's Florida. It rains in the daytime. It gets hot. You don't want to have to cancel games because it's hot. Not hot. Not hot. It it rains. It's lifeless. It's just like a concrete eggshell. It's it's gross. It's ugly. And again, like I said, it's located far away from Tampa, which is where the majority of the population in the Tampa Bay area live, the city of Tampa. To get to Tampa, to get from Tampa to St. Petersburg, you have to take 275 over the water, which is kind of a nice drive, but not really, especially when there's traffic. You don't want to be hanging on a bridge. And if the Rays are playing at 7 o'clock at night on a Tuesday, you're getting out of work. Even if you're working from home, you're getting off of work at, what, I don't know, 5, 6, 7 o'clock. You don't want to be like, hey, guys, let's get in the car. Let's sit in traffic for an hour to go watch the Rays who play 45 minutes away with little traffic and sit there for three, three and a half hours. It's very, very hard for you. And it's sad that when big, when, when these big teams come to Tampa, like the Boston Red Sox and New York Yankees, et cetera, their fans always outnumber the Rays fans because these fans come from out of town they love to go see their team they go to the beach have great weather and sometimes there's a lot of older fans who retire from places like new england new york etc new jersey and come down to miami to enjoy no income tax the sun 340 days of the year and they're not going to become Rays fans overnight at all they're they're still boston red sox fan and new york yankees fans so one you're in a retirement community Two, you're not close to where the majority of the population in Tampa live. That's big problems. And you know what there was, I remember taking an Uber or a Lyft or taxi. I don't remember what years ago, some dude who was driving me to the, to the airport in Tampa. He told me we were talking, this has been an ongoing issue for years in Tampa, the, that the Rays want to play in a new stadium and they should. And this gentleman, the taxi driver was telling me, they need to build a stadium on the water, not like where, like, uh, what is it? Like the, the, the San Francisco Giants have, like it's on the water in San Francisco, but like literally in the water, like you could use your boat to go up there. And, and almost everyone in Florida has a boat. And I was, I started laughing. I was like, that's an insane idea to build the stadium in between the St. Petersburg Peninsula and Tampa. But I'm like, you know, I'm I, during that whole ride, which was long because there was traffic on 275 to go to the airport. I was like, you tell, tell, tell me more about the engineering feasibility of that, that it can be done. Um, and it would be so out there, so avant-garde that people would come who may not even be baseball fans or may not even be race fans just to see this insane futuristic stadium in the middle of the water. And I was like, that's actually pretty cool. My uh, sir, good sir. So 
whoever you are, random Lyft, random Maven, random Uber, random, name any other taxi service you want. Uh, cheers to you. I'm going to have another swig of this delicious beer from Fayetteville, North Carolina. So that was a very interesting conversation with uh, this eccentric gentleman who was driving me to the airport many, many years ago. Ultimately, Rob Manford, the commissioner of Major League Baseball, told Sternberg that Major League Baseball as a whole has rejected that sister city offer because the logistics were way too complex. And it was so risky to make long-term commitments uh, to both the city of Montreal, the province of Quebec, the country of Canada, and the city of St. Petersburg, the state of Florida, and the United States. So, you know, even when you think about this stuff, it's like, how do you not think about the tax implications for your players having to pay taxes both in half the time in Canada, which probably has higher income tax? I don't know. I am not a tax accountant from Canada, also in Florida, or not Florida, because there's no income tax in Florida, but uh, federal federal taxes. What do you do about the players who have kids? Where do they? Where, where do their kids go to school? Do they go to school in Montreal, at a, some private school in Montreal? Do they go to a private school in Tampa, or do I, I don't know? Um, it's it's very silly that him and his team have burned have burnt thousands of hours of lawyer of, of, of lawyer work, legal work, of sitting down with consultants, with marketing, et cetera, to go over such a frankly stupid idea. This, this is insane. My suggestion to you, Stu Sternberg, just sell the team. Just sell the team. I, it's, Sternberg has the audacity to say that he felt, quote, betrayed, end quote by Major League Baseball and the owners because they didn't accept his silly plan. So betrayal, Mr. Sternberg, is you trying to move the Tampa Bay Rays from Tampa. Betrayal is Stu Sternberg buying season tickets every single year to his hometown New York Mets. You heard that, right? Stu Sternberg is the owner of the Tampa Bay Rays. He's originally from New York, and he grew up a New York Mets fan. He does not live in Tampa. He still loves, loves, he's, I'm sure he still loves New York because that's where he lives. And as the owner of the Rays, homeboy still has season tickets to the New York Mets. Tell me if you've never heard something dumber and sillier than that in the past week or month. How are you going to own a baseball team but still be cheering for the other team that Steve Cohen, Uncle Steve, as we all know, owns now? Dude, sell the team. Sell the team and go cheer for the New York Mets for the next 50 years that you're still on this earth. But let them be. And if you want, sell it to me. I'll give you $50 cash right now, baby, if you want to get out like that. I'm sure I'd have to add a heck of a lot more zeros to that cash offer. But again, Stu Sternberg, for your silly, ridiculous Carmen Sandiego idea of sister cities, of living in Canada, of playing games in Cambodia, of uh, doing spring training in New Zealand, whatever, dude. Grow a beard, go into hiding, put your New York Mets baseball cap on, and get the heck out of the life of the Tampa Bay Rays uh, fan base's life. That being said, we are not thankful for Stu, Stu Sternberg and his silly ideas, but we are thankful to the new listeners. 
I want to give a shout out to a new listener from Sheffield, England. I have absolutely no idea why someone from Sheffield, England would listen to a baseball podcast that drinks and is funny sometimes. But thank you. And I would love for you to continue to listen to us because we love everyone that listens to us, whether you're from Earth, Mars, or the Andromeda Galaxy. We want to thank you for listening to the podcast where we talk about baseball, drinks, the JFK Special Warfare Center, and everything else under the sun. Share the podcast with your family, with your friends, with the person standing next to you on the metro or the bus. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and SoundCloud. My drink will be in the episode description as usual. And remember, join us next time for a brand new episode of HBP, Hipster Baseball Podcast. Bye.